0: This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Um, welcome everyone in this episode we have special guests here from bsp podcast they are believer skeptic podcast this particular episode is going to be airing the monday before halloween and we'll finish up our spookalicious october fest and we wanted to have you two on number one to talk about your awesome podcast and but also for well at least one of you i know to share some of your spookalicious stories because Cody you are actually the skeptic so that means that you probably don't really have any but I want to talk about that so first of all welcome thank you welcome thank to you the show I want to know because now you are on um, episode 80 and mini-sode 59 debating weird phenomena. now for what three years
1: we just started our fourth year at the beginning of August.
0: Four Ooh. years, that is awesome. Awesome. And Good. if you don't listen to their show um, every week, you they should. you, you should. definitely very should. Very funny. Every week they discuss something creepy as shit, from <laughs> like shadow people to Mothman to you know Christmas, um, ghost stories. And, you know, there was even one, Dear Theodosia, which is what happened to Theodosia Burr, Aaron Burr's uh, daughter, who was shipwrecked. And there's all kinds of weird shit. Any coincidences that happened to presidents and assassinations, you know, seeing Jesus on a piece of toast, I want to talk about that too. All of this um, can be for your listening pleasure um, if you tune into BSP. So it's BS, how do you spell this out for BSpodphoenix.com. Yeah. Does that work? Just look it up. Believer Skeptic Podcast. So anywho, tell me, please, let's start here. Um, And Rochelle, just jump in anytime you have some crazy questions. I want to know where you two got this idea for um, and where your fascination with the paranormal and macabre come from. Cody
1: yeah. usually
0: explains this a bit better, so go, Cody. I did it. Uh, oh God!
2: Um, no pressure. Oh, okay. Here we go. No, so um, Chris has actually been into podcasts for a long time, and I think he really got started or really influenced by My Favorite Murder. And I admit, I've never really even listened to a podcast before.
1: But well, have Chris was you since?
2: Me, like, do what? Have and you since? I haven't
1: been. How you
0: Do know? you even listen to your own? <laughs> Except
2: for gal and. So, but he, he was really insistent, like, I want to do a podcast, I want to do a podcast, I want to do a podcast, but I kind of was like, like indulging him, but in my brain, I was like, oh, this is never going to happen, I don't want to do this, but he kept pushing at it, and so we started discussing ideas, and really, because he's more believer and I'm more skeptic, we were hashing out ideas and nothing was really working, but as soon as this little trigger came up about, what if we talk about stuff? but do the two different angles about why people believe in this or why people don't. That's where I suddenly got interested and I was like, oh, oh, I can talk about this. And so then we're like, okay, we're going to do this. So we ended up getting the equipment and everything and planning things through. And then we found our first episode, which was Jesus in your toast. And the rest is a long, boring history.
0: (laughs) So Chris, when you had the idea for for the podcast, it was on this subject matter, right? Was it on anything else or were you searching? Uh
1: Not necessarily. We were just kind of trying to figure out what our niche was. And we had even thought about like, because we both enjoy horror movies. So we're like reactions to horror movies, something like that, you know. But it wasn't until we started discussing this, especially because Cody is a reformed Catholic and I'm more of a spiritual uh, person, that that kind of all worked itself together.
0: Right. And you're, are, would you say you're Catholic as well, or you grew up Catholic?
1: I did not. I actually grew up Methodist, surprisingly, for being uh, Chicano. And right. <laughs> growing up in New Mexico in the Southwest, you would think I'd be Catholic, but I actually was not. Is that why you asked?
0: <laughs> but on that on that note, being Chicano, I think you grew up with some of this folklore, correct? Okay. Um, Absolutely. Like La uh, Llorona. Brujas, the Chupacabra, and yeah. I want to start with you. Really, some of the legends and stories you remember hearing as a kid that basically scared the little, you know, footsie pants <laughs> off of you.
1: Um, La Llorona is, is probably number one. Just, I mean, it, not only is it a classic tale, but it for us it was a scare tactic to keep us indoors after the sun went down. You know, so. I always remember hearing La Llorona, or if we were acting up, you know, you better cut it out or La going to come get you, you know, things of that nature, or the coco man, as we call him as well, is which most people know as yes. the boogeyman. El Cuco,
0: was... right?
1: Yep. Yep. Kukui. Oh. Kukui. Yes. <laughs> yeah. another way. Yeah. <laughs> but those were the two major ones uh, growing up. and then. Um, Chupacabra, is actually a fairly new. It, it didn't, That didn't come around until the 90s, so that wasn't really something that I grew up with. Plus, it was started in Puerto Rico, so it was a whole different side of the world.
0: Right. I remember um, hearing uh, La Llorona as a kid um, in the neighborhood I grew up in, and yeah, you better get your ass home before dark, for sure, <laughs> yeah. or she was going to come no, take most you. definitely. And, and what else? Where, where I grew up, it was mostly...
1: Uh, Latino families, but we're also surrounded by many Native American tribes, so we had a lot of influence of that. Uh, right. As well,
0: exactly. You only move the headstones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> didn't move the <laughs> Oh my god, that was the quote I was trying to remember for our episode last week, and I couldn't remember the quote.
0: Oh, uh, that's like my favorite movie of all time, Poltergeist. Yes. You should have had me on for that. But okay, so. <laughs> Oh, you are breaking up a little bit. So um, I see some beautiful trees behind you, though, Cody. That's lovely. So, oh, it's a shower those curtain. Are oh. <laughs> <Those are curtains. laughs> I was like, oh, it looks like it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> now, Cody, you came from sort of op- opposite background in the sense that God fearing was put into you in different sorts of ways and not necessarily in the paranormal. Right. Would you say?
2: Well, so actually there's kind of a mix because, so my mom was, I wasn't like your typical Catholic where you go to mass every week, you know, an occasional rosary. My mom was severe and we, it was rosaries every single night, every day. We would go to daily mass and she would just ground everything into us in readings and everything, but she was very much into the paranormal aspect of Catholicism. And that's why I wanted to make sure that we talk about that on the podcast. So I'm like stigmata. I was supposed to be the priest of the family. I used to be the holiest one. And I swear my mom would pray at night for me to get stigmata. And she would like casually check my hands every day and secretly be disappointed that I didn't have bleeding hands. And so she really got into that. There were these kids, the children of Medjugorje, which was pretty recent. And it was whenever I was growing up and they were seeing visions from Mary and they would actually talk in a language that could not be deciphered to make
0: Oh, just cut. oh you just froze Oh shit I like,
3: I like that the fight for Cody's soul Was <laughs> how, moment to moment for his mother I like
0: how he froze we can
3: make a holy joke Because you know <laughs> He's still pretty holy <laughs>
0: Exactly that's a lot of pressure on a little kid You know Oh, it is. oh my goodness imagine? I don't think I've seen a horror movie quite like that We should make one about Cody's life Just about you know <laughs> Mother's checking to make sure you know they have the stigmata or not. While we're waiting for him to come back. Oh,
2: whenever the oh, There he is.
0: Cody, you're breaking up when you can finally hear us. Shit, he's going to have to repeat this whole, oh, yeah. this whole monologue. Cody, can you hear no. us now? Yeah, they did that thing. It's 30 seconds out and back in. Right, so go back to the part where your hands were up like this. <laughs> you were
3: telling <laughs> us that, that your mom...
0: Would check you for uh, the stigmata.
3: for your soul uh, on a moment-to-moment basis and was trying to will you into some stigmata
2: action? little action uh, yeah, in the palms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, willing me into sainthood, Wheeling me into visions. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard the second part about the children of Medjugorje. It was a really fascinating right. story. Um, and she was so into that. And she really thought that when the last child had their last vision, that the apocalypse was going to hit.
0: But you had no visions of any kind. Is that correct? Just to make sure.
2: Yeah, and I've had a couple weird things happen. Cuz when you mentioned any paranormal activity, I've had a couple weird things happen, but nothing enough to make me a believer.
0: I would like to hear about those couple of things if you would be willing to share with uh, with us now.
2: Oh gosh. So I did, well the the one that really jumped out at me at the time was the story of the clown house, which Chris knows I've talked about on our podcast before, but basically there was a rumor that there was a house outside of Pampa. So I grew up in this little town called Pampa, Texas. By Amarillo up in the Panhandle, it was desolate. There was nothing to do. And so people would just circulate random ghost stories and none of them would ever be true. People would pretend they were and they would go scope them out and nothing would happen. So the one of the flavor of the week was the clown house. And it was supposedly a house outside of town where a kid had clown wallpaper in his bedroom upstairs. and. One day he killed his parents, and whenever the police yeah in away, way, all he could scream was, "The clowns made me do it. The clowns made me do it." And this, and literally, I'm in high school and I've never heard this before. So I'm like, "Well, this is the flavor of the week." Well, my friends wanted to go find the clown house. Clown As you do, clown house. And we drove out to the middle of nowhere, following this, these directions that were, you know, just made up. Well, suddenly in the distance there was a real house, and when we rounded the cor- the top curve of it. And his headlights hit the inside. It was abandoned. You could see clown fucking wallpaper in the, in the top bedroom. You could actually see the wallpaper. And I was like, this is a real place. What the hell? And we walk inside and spray painted in blood red letters across the whole living room wall. It said, do clowns really make you laugh? And it was just running down the walls whenever we walk in. And the place was abandoned. It looked like it had partially been burned down. When well, we go upstairs and I'm terrified. We go up and we see the wallpaper and I walk around and look in the closet and spray painted in blood red letters it said Cody. No, My name was written on the closet. <laughs> no. I Lost my mind. Oh,
3: was it at that point that you developed stigmata? Had your mom's <laughs> prayers really, you know, like, <laughs> was that enough to get your palms to bleed?
2: <laughs> was, yeah, this
1: is actually his mom's doing. She was the one that was thinking. Poem.
2: She erased the whole thing to blow stigmata into my hands.
3: <laughs> I see your mom, and somehow she's a little Piper Laurie esque, you know, like sneaking in there with Cody the spray has never paint.
0: seen Carrie. Cody, we <gasps> could see your dirty pillows if know, only you knew really, what that yeah, meant. Dirty pillows. <laughs> I would be shitting my pants if I walked in and saw my name in, like, right. Blood and Red clown, clown Closet. Right yeah. Like, it was... I'm, cool. I'm
3: cool with the clowns, I'm cool with, like, yeah. the this the odd questions, but when you name me directly... No, that's yes. it. We're done. No, as my no, my favorite Cody quote was T.T. and Boom Boom, <laughs> and they'd be both happening right then. Boom. <laughs> the the
2: All right, yeah, what are you going to say, Cody? No, as far as my skeptic side that came out I later found out that my friends set the whole thing up for me they went to the house that day they spray painted all the stuff in there and I didn't find this out till way later
0: oh that's a bunch of bullshit I wish I had friends
3: like that I wish I had friends
0: (laughs) (laughs) you'd have more friends if you didn't try to set them on fire on 4th of July and we'll leave that (laughs) out Yes, yeah, she throws things at me. All right. Was there another story too, or just that one? Then you said you had a couple? Um, I mean there's
2: like whenever um when I've mentioned whenever we talk about like coincidences or synchronicity, there was there's been a couple times like, oh, so whenever I was quitting my job in Dallas, right? And I had been there for 14 years, I was gonna quit, move to Arizona, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, so I was I was quitting my job i was leaving my entire life to become an author in arizona and it was that thing where my soul needed to do this because the job was was killing me but giving up that stability is terrifying i think everybody knows like you you try to make a life change like that it's really scary well the night before i was turning in my resignation letter i typed it up and i set the resignation letter on my bed and i slept with it there at the foot of my bed and i was just so nervous all night And at one point I remember tossing, turning, and just hearing it fall off the bed. And I was like, well, I'll just get it in the morning. But whenever I stood up and walked around the bed the next morning, it was standing straight up on the floor. Just one piece of paper standing straight up. And I have two cats that run everywhere. And I just stare at this paper standing straight up. And I was like, what are the odds of that? Like, is it then you kind of look at like, could this be a sign from somewhere like to kind of reassure you that yes this is going to be the best decision that you've ever made
0: and so far it has been right
2: <laughs> i mean i guess
1: I don't <laughs> know. It totally has this been. whole bullshit podcast thing i don't know jeez <laughs> i don't know about this no it's been it's been the best decision i've ever made
0: all right chris i know you have some stuff
1: yeah um i have a couple uh probably three incidents. I wouldn't say in particular that the, that's what made me a believer. I think for me, becoming a believer is more about a lot of cultural and religious influence. And I think that's a big part of it. But I've had a few things happen to me. There was one which is hard to really say if it, what it really was. But um, my dad grew up in this small town um, where he still owns my grandparents' house. It's a one-street town where there's maybe a hundred people that live there but we we're staying there one weekend and people were talking about saying there's rumors that La Llorona was in town basically you know and people were hearing somebody crying on the nightly uh, one night we're there, staying there with some friends at our house and in the middle of the night uh, sure enough I hear something outside of the window like crying very quietly quietly you know I didn't think anything of it at first and kind of fell back asleep but then later in the night again I heard the same thing um, and then somehow made my way back to sleep I don't know how but the next day I asked uh, the people that we were with and my dad if they had heard anything and then yeah somebody said they had heard it too but nobody I again we don't know if that really happened or somebody was just screwing with us you know but that was one freaky incident that I remember as a kid
0: or if it was a cat in heat.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Um, There's one time when I was in college, this one was really freaky, is um, I was rooming with these two other guys um, uh, one summer during college. Uh, Me and one guy had one room together and then the other guy had his separate room. Well, one night we were all in bed, just kind of chit-chatting before we went to sleep. At first, literally, we heard somebody, like, they ran through the house. It just sounded like they ran through one door and out the front door without doors opening. And we're like, did you all hear that? everybody concurred that we heard that. So we're like, all right, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, a few weeks later, the guy that I was staying with in, in the same room, he had gone for left for the weekend. And one night I'm in bed, and I hear somebody tossing and turning in his bed. So I look and turn, and it stops. It completely stops. So then I'm like, okay, that's just my my head playing tricks on me. Go back to sleep. A few hours later, I hear the same thing. I hear somebody tossing and turning. So this time I, I again, turn to look at where his bed is, and all I hear is, shh, on the other side, (laughs) yeah. And I just turn around and started saying every kind of fucking prayer that I knew and everything that I could (laughs) think of. Yeah.
3: You're like, give me that bundle of sage. I'm just gonna <laughs> lay here
1: and <laughs> yeah. <smudge." laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's always weird shit that happened in that house too. And my roommate, the one that had his own room, was kind of a sensitive too. So he he always felt and felt that there was something in that house. So.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's creepy. No. <laughs> no way. So, um, when I first found out about your. Your podcast, obviously, I just started at the beginning, um, and started listening. And your first episode, um, simul simul simulacra simulacra. Yeah, but it's like cray, like cray, cray. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Simulacra. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I was hooked the first time I heard it because once I started listening to each episode i had a story about that like i could have called in if you had a call-in session and told you like oh my goodness so on that episode that's when like people see things like see jesus in a tortilla um so that reminded me that one year during the christmas holiday we were at my uh, grandfather's house this is my mother's father and one of those um, Jesus on the side of the house with Christmas lights was occurring that happened to be just a block over from my grandpa's house. So like after we ate, ate and what have you and had, you know, Christmas time, I remember, and I don't know if my mother will remember this, but after she listens to this (laughs) episode, maybe she will. But I remember my mother was there and I think a cousin and a couple cousins and an aunt and we walked over and I remember the yard was just full of people praying. There were like almost a hundred people there on their hands and knees praying to the side of this, this guy's house. And I'm like, what are they looking at? And, you know, something how the Christmas lights were, you know, going along the side of the house. They were colored lights was supposedly making some sort of large Jesus image on the wall. I didn't see shit. And I thought it was, Weird, and I think it as, as a young person, I think it was just another one of those things where I'm seeing adults do something weird be, that's religiously motivated, and then when you combine that with seeing movies like The Exorcists and stuff, I was very turned off by most religions, and they were intertwined for me. So anytime I see a movie, or even somebody's house, and there's a huge cross on the wall... That shit freaks me out, and then I'm thinking, well, am I part vampire or something? <laughs> you know, I just, I, ha- I'm, I'm just deterred by it because it, it scares me in a way because I've connected all of those things together. The, the fear of it, the way people act um, about it, their motivation, and then what scares them as well. So all, I've never, I never saw Simula Gray. And, yeah. and it freaked me out, seeing everybody in the front yard.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it affects people in different ways, too, because for some people, like, fear is they thrive on that kind of stuff, you know, to kind of scare themselves, which I love horror movies. Right. But, like, for example, but I don't like going to haunted houses because I like being scared on my own terms, you know, when I know something's going to happen, at least, you know.
0: Yeah, that reminds me. We have, uh, for some reason, once again, I've signed us up for some escape room haunted Theme and we had the option of choosing family from friendly or super scary and difficult or medium and I chose medium, super scary oh. and then we had to sign a waiver, and then when I called to just see if we could change the names on the reservation, the man had a very proper British accent for some reason that scared me even more. <laughs> like no, are, are we walking in okay. a hostel? We'll find out, Rochelle, won't yeah. we? Because she'll yeah she'll oh, be there. Will
3: so i want to point this out because i thought i saw kind of a connection between the simulacra craze and those stupid 3d image books where you just looked (laughs) no i'm serious where you just looked at like the empty pattern and if you did that thing where you stared through it it became what was the joke in chasing amy the boat you know and and i noticed like right around the same time those books got big everybody started seeing you know, like Jesus and their toast or their waffles or whatever. Well, and I'm
1: like, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, Cody could probably say here why people are skeptical, like his explanation as to why that was. I'm back. Sorry yes. About that, guys. Yes. We're
0: talking about the, uh, you know, Jesus and the toast and all of those types of things.
2: Yeah. yeah. We, we found in our episode, um, to what Chris was saying for the debunk for that, that, there's actually a condition called pareidolia and it's actually a whole part of evolution where your brain is actually trying to see faces in things, because one, it's about recognizing danger, and also reading facial cues, which is also, you know, has become a matter of survival as well. And so we have a predisposition to seeing faces in things, which I think is really fascinating.
0: You know, and I I remember hearing you talk about that on on that episode. And it reminded me how even as a kid, like, specifically if I'm using the bathroom and looking at someone's tile floor I see scary ass faces all the time I see scary faces in the in the designs in a door um yeah. patterns on on the wall and the texture and it's never friendly it certainly isn't Jesus <laughs> <pretty
1: Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, which I was gonna say like too, the opposite of that I think people see those things as a comfort, you know? Right. Um, and that's why they recognize the, those visions and whatnot. Uh, but with that too, um, there's also on the scary side, Uncanny Valley. When you see something like animatronics that look so real that they freak you out, which the, that stuff kind of freaks me out. You know?
0: Yeah, that sort of freaks me out too. I remember being little and seeing the bionic woman, and I think in the, in the The theme song uh, in the montage they show like her face coming off and it's all you know watch (laughs) pocket watch pieces (laughs) all underneath and being very freaked out by that
3: I also think that there is something to maybe when you're a child or even I experienced it as an adult going to India I'm not a Hindu my husband is But when I went to India to visit his family, they're like, let's do something fun, let's go to a bunch of temples. So we went to all these different temples, which was great, don't get me wrong. Uh, But some very devout Hindus, when they get into the temples, will go into, uh, well, for lack of a better term, a screaming fit. They will whip themselves into a frenzy And it is startling. You know, it took me a minute. Uh, We were at a temple that was way, way, way high up in the hills. You actually had to take a ski lift up to this temple, and the air was very thin. And there was a big statue of Hanuman, and there was the cliff edge right there. You could just go look and way down into the valley and there was fog at the bottom you were really high up
0: and hanuman and so is there. the monkey god just for, for our me. non-hindu listeners yes
3: So i'm standing there i'm admiring this beautiful view that had me a little nervous because there was no guardrail or anything you just tip over the side super easy so i'm looking over the side and i'm like Ooh, that's a long ways down oh. and suddenly a woman behind me starts Screaming bloody murder. Oh, yeah. And she starts like contorting and whipping herself around. Now, where is my husband? Nowhere to be found. Where is <laughs> any else? Anybody else in his family? Nowhere to be found. Who does not speak Punjabi? Uh this bitch right here. Okay. <laughs> and this woman is screaming and flailing, and she had a very long, she had long, beautiful hair up in a braid. And this braid is like whipping, whipping around dangerous. her oh my god and her braid i kid you not had to be like six feet long and i'm like oh this is how i die. this bitch gonna whip me off a cliff (laughs) (laughs) and i don't even know what's going on but i Uh... was so like i don't get scared easy if you take me to a haunted house i'm probably gonna piss my pants laughing but in that situation because i didn't see things the way that everybody else saw them and all I knew was I was really close to this cliff edge, which was making me super nervous in the first place. And now this woman's hair is whipping the shit about, <laughs> out of people in like a six-foot diameter around her. I was like, oh, this is it. This is how I go out. This is
2: how I'm going to die. Well, I don't know what the hell's going on. I really think that she was just social distancing and trying to enforce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was before the pandemic. The first this
2: is, six foot this hair is pre-pandemic. This is the perfect distance. Yes. Oh, my but goodness.
3: But it, it was for a couple of moments, I I was truly terrified. I did not know what was going on. I did not have anybody around me that I was related to or knew. I didn't know that people would just sort of start randomly screaming their lungs out in front of uh, these, you know, in in these, and and everybody else was pretty chill about it. So that was kind of where I took my cue. I'm like, well, nobody else is (laughs) panicking. So... (laughs) But I, I didn't know was something medically wrong with her. The way she yeah. was contorting, you know, it was very scary for about
1: five seconds. Yeah, um, well, it's one of those, you know, fear of the unknown. If we're not right? comfortable with it or, or or used to it, that's like kind of when well, we did an episode on speaking in tongues. Like for yeah. any yeah any lay person who's never seen that, it is fucking it,
0: scary. It is creepy. It is. My it grandmother is. went to a Pentecostal church, so yeah, it, um. Yeah, you had to go to that on Sunday. And my cousin and I, just for fun, while they were all doing their thing, would do this to your ears in and out. And yeah. it would be even creepier. <laughs> you know, just, just as something to do. Because it would be like, we're going to hell. This sounds like some Evil Dead, you know, book in the basement okay, type stuff. What are they conjuring? Terrible. What are they conjuring up? I want to know if while you're working on one of the podcasts, because I remember seeing some of the posts that Chris makes um, while he's working on one that were there ev- ever any that freaked out your shit for a few days or sca- yes, scared was, you after working on questions. them or if you felt it conjured anything. Um,
1: not conjuring, but I think one of the ones that really scared me and I think probably Cody will remember is, when I was oh, we doing shadow people, it, it was it was at night here at home, and I'm just like, because usually when I write my notes, I have to I have to be like mostly in complete silence, so like there's nothing going on in my house, and I just like slowly as I'm researching these stories, they just get more and more in my head, and I just freak myself out with the shadow people. Oh yeah, i yeah. I never had a shadow person experience, or You're lucky. never had sleep paralysis, but still like it was really scary. Um. He was-
2: Actually texting me because he was so scared. He was like, I'm really scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I talk um, the episode before this in a, a story that happened to me with with shadow people. It was the, the biggest scary story I have that, about yeah. something that happened to me personally. So I remember hearing your your shadow people episode. In fact, I wrote that down. I'm not, not going to tell that story again because I don't want to conjure anything by talking about the shadow people because it's just, if you talk about it, it'll happen. Um, Cody, were there any for you? Again, you're the skeptic, but what, is there ever anything that, you know, any residual or anything that happens? <laughs> so,
2: um, we did an episode on the number 666. And I admit, like, from all the research and everything, like, I don't, even, like, if I believed in God or the devil, or whatever, that number never really Like, I never really saw the whole evil thing to it. However, I ended up finding a story on if you just dial the phone number, 66666666, people have had experiences with what has happened since dialing that number. And I went ahead on the podcast live, and I dialed it. Chris doesn't know this because I was trying to be all brave. I was actually really scared and really nervous about it, (laughs) and nothing happened. But when, we, when I left that night, so we finished the podcast and I left and I walked around his side of the building, suddenly the side of the building I was looking at, the whole side of it just gl- started glowing red. I'm not kidding. And I've never seen it before. And I literally was like, oh, what is that? Like literally like a red light from nowhere. And I run to my car and I text Chris from the car and I'm like, I just saw a demon. <laughs>
0: See, this is great because I didn't know you had any stories like this. I thought you were like, you know, the clean and sober, you know, total skeptic with nothing ever happening. So this is great because I wanted to I wanted to deep dive into into Cody's, you know, layer of fear because, you know, you're one of the most confident, skeptical, brave people I know. So I knew you had some. No, Chris is shaking his head. No, it's a facade.
1: a when it comes to a lot of stuff <laughs> there, there about. There is
2: a big duality in me where I, so I think some of it stems from I want to believe. I want there to be something after we die so badly. I just am a proof person. But because of this need, it arises something in me where like, I only watch paranormal movies and I get so scared sometimes.
0: Oh, you do? Like,
2: weird thing. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, but you're a skeptic. How can you get scared? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it follows, wrecked me. Wrecked me
0: and it follows doesn't ever really show the monster right what is it about it follows what 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 type of fear what uh, what what scares
1: that is such, you that's such a good question i've I actually thought say about this fear of the unknown something that you can never see well you know? see me, i think
3: it's it, it, the determination because it just mm. never stops you don't that's get true. to take a break unless I, you're a stranger
1: you yeah know, well which, okay Get a paranormal STD is pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ghost herbeys. Ghost herbeys. For that
2: movie, though, what I finally realized, because I did some soul searching about why those, like, there are select movies that scare me and some that don't. And I think it's movies where the, the haunted shit can happen to you anytime, any place. That's where it gets me. And because oh. It Follows can happen to you anywhere, anytime, you're not safe anywhere. And that and so I could so I can start imagining that happening to me anywhere I'm at. And it gets me.
3: It's not just your checkered sex past coming back to haunt <laughs> you. That
2: is no. a... It's not my stigmata that I don't One matter. time in the bushes.
0: <laughs> no, Rochelle, that's Sorry. you if I recall. Yeah, that's me. Sorry. Don't project. <laughs> <laughs> I've known her too long. Um for me, it's an anything that smiles or is peeking at me that I'm being watched so that means what were we watching the other night it wasn't jeepers creepers but it was some sort of man you know some sort of tall man type of kukui you know because it's all basically you know cuckooey based peeking behind the stair anything that peeks that's watching me or that is smiling because that's just maniacal you're not supposed to get pleasure out of out of scaring me. And so that's why I can't watch The Exorcist because she's smiling a lot and laughing. Oh, where I she don't, giggles? <clears throat> when she's giggling? Oh, yeah. Father Mary? I don't, yeah, that got me too. I don't deal with, with demons that make jokes. <laughs> oh. That's
2: <laughs> so you, have, so you have this hidden figure and he's crouched down behind your staircase and he's looking no. at you. But he's frowning. No. You're like, oh, well, that's okay. That's no,
0: not scary. no, because he's, he's so still peeking. Uh, so either okay. or, uh, and that, if you notice, like, you, you know, I, my fascination with sharks, of course, um, and great whites especially. If you look closely, great whites are smiling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, right. mm-hmm, they have dimples. They have Tracy. dimples.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen? Uh, it's a short film on YouTube called "2 A.M. The Smiling Man."
0: No, and I probably never will now that you... Do I need to watch it or no?
1: Yeah, it's about five minutes long, but it scares the shit out of me every time I watch it still.
0: Then I'm not going to watch it, but now I want to look it up.
1: Oh, so Tracy, does that mean that It, like the
2: clown from It, does that just really get you?
0: That's a good question. He... I don't know why he doesn't bother me as much when he smiles. Rochelle, why do you think that is? Because clowns are supposed to smile? Maybe. I'll tell you what. There's that one... There's some one B-movie clown movie right now, and his clown makeup is... It's called The Terrifier, is it? Because I was, no, was going to say terrifying. I, I've, oh. I've seen all of them. That, it bothers me. I can't look at him. He doesn't smile that much, but just the makeup alone. So, no, that doesn't bother me, but definitely demons... Or like the grudge, come scooting their body down the stairs, or anything with jittery people walking in a spider walk, or upside down, or peeking at me. Uh, no, no, see, none of that.
3: I, see, I think that the issue with smiling is because being smiled at indicates an intent of pursuit. Okay, if somebody's peeking in your window and they see you and they pull back, that's one thing. But if they're peeking in your window and they smile at you- That's an agenda. You know that shithead's gonna try and break in. they got a plan. You know what I mean? There is that intent of
2: pursuit behind the smile. So I think that's what freaks you out. And trickery. I I also have a a thought like wonder, a wonderment, if that's even a word. It is. About, um, because you mentioned like the, also like the grudge, things crawling at you that weirdly. It sounds like if a creature or thing behaves in a way that it's not supposed to like a demon is not supposed to smile. People are not supposed to walk like this. So if something behaves out of the norm for you, it sounds like it freaks you out. And that's maybe why clowns don't as much smiling.
0: I would agree. And that, and that also relates back then to the, um, the Christmas, you know, the building with everyone in the front yard praying, you know, I hadn't seen people do that and it was awkward for everyone to be praying at Christmas lights on the side of some stranger's home. like no this is not normal this is weird it's freaking me out so chris what's what do you think yours is then is it just the pursuit like like in it follows or what scares you
1: um i think things that are more scary to me are more realistic stuff like the the kind of movies that really scare me are home invasion movies
0: oh shit
1: yeah, because that could actually happen. And th- me living alone, you know, that makes it even more realistic, like uh, The Strangers, for example.
0: Yeah, I and I think because of that reason, I don't watch any of those Last House on the Left, or I don't like watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I all of that stuff. Uh, t- I don't want to see what people are capable of, regular people. Yeah. I think I'm more attracted yeah. to ghosts and the residual and the actual paranormal and those types of things. Do you
2: find it weird that it's like me and Chris's answers should be backwards? Like he actually said, I, I, stuff that scares me is stuff that can actually happen. Yeah. That's coming from him as the believer. That is a very
0: interesting dichotomy. Thank you yeah. for bringing that up, Cody. On that note, so some those are a couple episodes that kind of scared you or had some sort of effect. What are some of your, or what have been some of your favorite episodes to right. research and or record.
2: Are you going to mention the one or am I? <laughs> go ahead. Go oh, ahead. now ahead. we
0: have to hear it.
2: There, well, there are there are a couple. And actually, I feel like every time we record an episode, I'm like, this is my new favorite. But I will say as far as researching um, and we we brought this episode up a lot, but we did an episode on something called Tulpas. Right. That, I was going to bring us, that up. <laughs> yeah. And, and we had never heard of this. It was something that Chris was like, yeah, I heard about this thing. And it's like um, about imaginary friends. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know if that sounds creepy, but whenever we were researching what it actually means is like people can believe in something so strongly that they can actually make it manifest itself. Yeah, they can manifest it. That's oh, that's um,
3: what scares me. That, it's so that scary. I brought this into being.
2: Yeah, and, and now exactly. I can't control it. Yeah. <laughs> and there are conspiracy theories around that, that, that's why Bigfoot and creatures like that actually exist. Because they didn't, they were imaginary, until enough people have that belief in them that it somehow spawns it. And just getting into that was so fascinating. But we also did one on haunted games that you can play, and I thought it was just going to be like, yes, legendary.
0: yes, that's I episode, that episode, I happen to see oh. it right now. It's episode 65. Do you want to play a game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: And there are so many games out there that are so freaking scary and mm-hmm. weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have to to listen to the to that one. I the last one I listened to was actually on my birthday when we were heading up up north. It was the cat the animals The Para Animals The Para Animals episode, yes. Um and it was specifically I think you were talking about cats at that moment and how the Egyptians uh, worship, used, worship okay. cats exactly. So I know you brought up
3: one of the ones I was going to mention, which was the Haunted Games, I loved that episode. Uh, the one that made me laugh, just mostly at your commentary, was the episode called "Do Ghosts Have Hair Down There?" <laughs> I, la- I laughed so hard at work that people came over because I listen to podcasts at work, so I've listened to a lot of your guys' stuff. I was laughing so hard, people came to check on me, and it was just side stuff that you guys were saying. So I think we've focused on the scary part, but you guys are a really good comedy podcast. Your your side comments tend to be uh, very, very hilarious.
0: Yes, excellent point, Rochelle, because there are some other, you know, if you're into the spook, there are a lot of other spooky things out there. I listen to the Night Owl, and then right now there's Spooked. Um, which right. is like NPR But then you know they go long term um, Not just during the holidays But all of those are very spooky And they're, they're not funny But yours is actually funny,
3: funny. <laughs> uh, I was listening to some of your earlier stuff it was usually when I pick a podcast, I'll listen to the first episode, and then I'll listen to the most recent, and I look for growth. And if I can see that there's some growth happening... A lot more than I'll, ours. No, no, I'll, tu- I'll tune into that podcast, because they're not just, you know, rehashing the same old stuff over and over again. And so, uh, and this was pre-making our own podcast. This was when I was listening to tons of podcasts on of my own. And uh, one of, um, then I picked one right out of the middle, and it was your episode... And your mini sewed on doppelgangers. That one was really fun. And I th- I think it was that one where you guys were reading a person's personal story, but it was so full of, like, pervy double entendres. And you guys could <laughs> not keep it to yourself. And you're, like, trying to stay straight and read this dude's story. And Cody is like, oh, that's so dirty. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was dying I was dying you guys are so funny
0: now an- another aspect of your show is you always have a beverage to oh. accompany um the episode so you must if you can't think back what have been some of your favorite beverages during uh the past <laughs> four years because you've had some real winners there that taste like shit you know I know I've heard those yeah. I've heard Cody's expression.
1: Yeah, Cody, first tell the story that was ever going to be forever about our drinks, about our private group. Uh, It's so true. So I, I have a history of rationalizing
2: beer, my drinks, because either I didn't have time to get something good or I'm just lazy. And so I'll rationalize anything. And I got so red. One girl randomly posted this comment and was like, what I love about your podcast is how Chris gets his drink. And it's like, I made this from muddled berries, homegrown in my garden in the backyard, and I hashed them myself and then made a (laughs) boulevard sauce out of them. And then then Cody says, oh, I found this lying on the street in front of Circle K.
3: It was in the back of my fridge, and I had to knock some mold off of it, but this is how it applies to this episode. Right. (laughs) That is... I, I distilled this water under a full moon you know, I sang only Cajun lullabies to it as I mashed it with an ash broom handle you know it's very specific but he's like, this tastes like shit I had some last night I,
0: I got this from a head. bum it's in a paper bag
2: so, where I brought um, old English like a of old English And rationalized it for a lot. It was like four or five different episodes. You were trying so hard. I appreciated that.
3: So I have a question. Now, we know which one of you is the believer and which one of you is the skeptic. But as you may have guessed, in our podcast, Tracy does all the research. She does all the hard work. And I just show up and fuck around, for lack of a better (laughs) way to put it. Is that the case? in some of your podcasting is do you feel like one of you is way more with the higher work ethic and then the other one is just like (laughs) i get to show up and be a jackass for an hour because that's what i do (laughs)
1: um well we we split some responsibilities like when it comes to research we usually do four stories in an episode so Mm -hmm. Cody will do two stories, I'll do two stories but I'll also do the history and then our creep of the week, whatever that may be, Uh you know Um, and then when it comes to like editing or stuff like that, like Cody will do the actual physical editing while I do like show notes or things like that or find pictures for the episode
0: So to answer the question, yeah Rochelle, no, you're the only fuck up in this (laughs) (laughs) And And that's fine When
1: it comes to social media Cody says that I'm god of that but i don't know I, I am the rochelle of social media yeah i, I don't social
2: i'm
0: terrible at pring my own stuff which is probably why we don't have any more listeners
2: <laughs> yeah if
0: only i had more time
3: i, I enjoy googling <laughs> venereal diseases and pictures of, i mean you can't get me to be serious and stick to you know like maintaining a twitter account eventually i just get on there and start posting pictures of naked bits of people and random insults and we'd be down to one listener probably
0: your mom Tracy (laughs) yeah we'll always have mom thanks mom so lastly where do you where do you get the inspiration for your upcoming topics
2: oh that I mean it's a really good question I mean we so we have a collaborative kind of document and we have a
0: lot of research (laughs) is this a google docs
2: Oh God, I, Chris maybe can talk to it better, but there were times whenever... We, there, was, there were episodes um, where we actually have to sit down and start Googling ideas. And usually we'll we'll know maybe a theme, like if it's Halloween or something, and we'll start researching around a theme. But a lot of other times it's more organic, where it'll literally be like, like the tulpas. Like, oh, I randomly have heard about this, or um, this idea, I just found a link to this. What do you think of covering this? Is
1: that right, Chris? Yeah, or like the one time when, uh, when we did a... Uh... The, the panic What what to call it? Um, oh, hista- mass hysteria? Mass hysteria, yes. and Cody thought there was nothing to the subject until he started doing research about it, you know, and there's so many stories or so many historical events that happened that were because of mass hysteria, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: right. So. That's true. And that's a lot, a big
2: part of it comes down to when we choose topics is not only choosing a good topic. We also then have to make sure that there's sufficient information out there because there are some topics that you're like, they're, well, they're awesome, fascinating. And there's there's actually no there's nothing. Right. Yeah. Wow.
1: Or or you'll find Reddit stories and, you know, how reliable Reddit can be. Uh, right. Most of the time, you know, one last question.
3: I would like to know that as podcasters. Which episode or at what point did you guys, did it click or did it gel when you two realized this wasn't just a random, you know, pursuit, that this was really going to work, that you guys really had something? At what point did you feel that?
1: Well, when we first started, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like us, sure. So.
1: There's still stuff that we're learning all the time, but I mean we still kind of pinch ourselves and are like can't kind of realize what we're at where we're at because we never thought it would go this far honestly but we're still doing it and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon so
0: yeah it's awesome i love it and i'm always excited um when i do tune in to find out what the hell else you're going to find to talk about because when on the one hand you're like well are you going to run out of topics but no this this world is too damn weird that there's going to be something else um, for you to find. So remind me again, your episodes, do they drop on Mondays? What day, do, day of the week do they drop? Mondays.
1: Uh, Monday morning? Uh, 7 a.m. is what they're scheduled for.
0: 7 a.m. Drop. So if you are not already a fan, you will be soon. So tune in to Believer Skeptic Podcast now in its fourth year if you're in any of the spooky shit in our world and want to hear more. Um, visit their website at bspodphoenix.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please write to us at feedback at galpodcast.com. It's galpodcast.com. We're not going to make you spell the word leprechaun.
3: If you would like to send photographs of your venereal diseases, I'll go ahead and let Tracy field that.
0: Yeah, thanks a but lot. I checked like that email.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't have anywhere you can send them to me. Send them to her. She'll show them to me. It'll be exciting.
0: All right. On that note, everyone say goodbye with me. Bye. Bye. Yay. Awesome. That was great, you guys. That was so cool. Thank
3: you guys so much. That was so much fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. That was a lot of fun.